this is Talking Sea, your weekly supply of the dark side, not just the dogmatic narrow view of the Jedi. Hello, everybody. On this week's show, can you say SWCU, a Star Wars cinematic universe? Has Lucasfilm found its own Kevin Feige for Star Wars? Carrie Russell is crying. Find out why. The mysterious Darth Speculator then pays us a speculation visit. We dive into some of the web's most interesting Star Wars questions and theories, including a possible Snoke sighting and new material. All this and more welcome everybody my name is josh roach i'm sean sullivan and joining us today we have who do we have with us today me count me also known as darth shittiest (laughs) (laughs) good you uh, choose to reveal your real identity uh count darth or Brian, Brian Steber. Nobody cares about me. Brian Stevens is definitely cooler. Bald and beautiful. Thank um, you. I'm, I'm surrounded by. I have two beautifully bald. You're surrounded by two bald men right now, Josh. How does it make you feel? Uh, like I wish like you have a lot of hair. <laughs> let me shave my head. No, I, you can go for the Breaking Bad theme where everybody can just shave their head. Yeah, right. But <laughs> uh, we have we have a uh, I have another friend who uh, is failing his fight with the receding hairline, and he's just holding on. And I showed him this video that was a revolutionary new thing for uh, for uh, you know increasing your uh, manliness when you're when you're losing your hair, and it's this revolutionary new program that's simply called Shave Your Head and Grow Goatee, and uh, it worked for Walter White. You know, yeah. for most bouncers. I don't know. I feel like goatees are a thing of the past. It's full beards now. Well, if you can grow a full beard, more power to you. And I, I, I consider I consider it shameful if a man can grow a beard of a caliber and does not have a beard. I mean, <laughs> or, if you really or, want to take it next level, then you can just do mutton chops. I mean, that's a way to go, too. Hi. Yeah, sure. Well, today is June twenty fourth, and there are one hundred and seventy eight days until some some movie, Star Wars, something or other. You guys, you guys familiar with this movie? Um, that the one with the the wizards, the the space wizards. They shoot things out of their magic wands and such. No, it's actually laser swords, but close. Uh, I, was, I was close. You're thinking of that, Gary? Uh, Gary? Gary Lotto? Gary Popper. Maybe yeah. that's what it is. Mary Poppers. Mary Poppins. Yeah, that was, was way off. Close, close enough, though. It was good. Close enough. Well, good thing uh, Disney moved Solo around. That way uh, it didn't interfere with Mary Poppins. Blockbusters. <laughs> that that was the reason. That was our main reasoning for now. Was it really? Yeah, they didn't want it to compete. Oh, that, that wasn't a joke then. No, no, dead serious. <laughs> they moved Solo. The, the, the main reason they put Solo in December from... I've heard from a lot of sources was because they didn't want to have it competing with the Mary Poppins sequel. What did Mary Poppins do in theaters? Oh, uh, oh like, and, and I think it grossed a little more than Avatar. 
I think it was it was up there. <laughs> it was close. Like did their strategy work? I'm just curious because that, that seems silly. That's what sucked all the uh, success away from Solo. Was 171 fun. million domestic, 107 foreign, so 349. And what was Solo's numbers? Uh, solo. Domestic was 213, foreign was 179, had 392. Oh, the fact that it didn't smashed it is actually pretty sad. <laughs> yeah. Well, bad. Uh, just don't even get me started on that. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we've covered this before. before. <laughs> Brian, have you watched Solo yet? Uh, no. What the hell, Brian? Oh, come on, man. Star Wars movie? I, I don't know. It's Urbans. Uh, you're in the... Uh, oh, no. Uh, oh, no. Uh, Whoa. Uh, what is this? It's uh, it's an alert when we have uh, an in, a foreign invader here, an invader who hasn't seen. I mean, I'm just kidding. Well, I like Han Solo as much as the next guy, but I just obviously not. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. I just I didn't. Maybe it was because there was terrible advertising for it or whatever and whatnot. I just I know where Han Solo ends up. I don't. I don't know. I guess it's just never really been exciting for me to go back and revisit his younger years i'll watch it and i'm sure i'll love it i'm sure it's a great movie it's is just... is it the fact that you know how it ends up uh, you know what's going to happen that takes away from some yeah it does it? a little bit it does i agree yeah and I mean, like you guys were talking about like obi-wan movie and such and yeah that'd be another fun movie but it's such a huge universe i'd like to concentrate on other characters mm. outside of the Hear the news that there uh, there may be a SWCU now, Star Wars Cinematic Universe. Um, oh, like the Marvel, hmm. where, yeah. Where, where'd they get that from? Oh, no, they're they're not dubbing it that. That's just what people are calling it because of the news that leaked. It seems that we're getting our own uh, Kevin Feige for Star Wars. Um, Lucasfilm is tap producer Michelle Rejuan or Rewan as senior VP of live action development and production says uh, she will oversee a new slate of feature films as well as Disney Plus series and will continue to produce with Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy. So Kennedy is still the sitting president. Her term, as it stands right now, is up in 2021. But this uh, Michelle Rejuan um, is going to be the senior vice president of live action. So she is going to essentially be like the Kevin Feige of everything live action. Okay. So... so we already know, like, the movies already have been listed out for, what is it now, eight years or ten years, something ridiculous like that. So we already know kind of what's slotted. Potentially. I mean, as it stands, there's, a, I mean, like uh, Kathleen Kennedy said that she had sat down with uh, David and Dan from Game of Thrones and Ryan and a few others, probably Michelle uh, Rejuan, who was actually one of the producers of The Force Awakens and is one of the producers of... Uh, the Rise of Skywalker. Uh, she's she actually has her start with J.J. Abrams. She worked with J.J. Abrams on Super Eight. She was just an assistant on Super Eight, and then she worked with him as like an assistant producer on one of the Star Trek movies. So he's kind of brought her up along the ranks here. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of interesting that they're going with this. Like literally, she's only been in the game for like ten years, if that. And 
I don't know. I really would have seen more of a, like a Dave Filoni taking this spot or even, uh, Oh, what's his name? I'm having a brain fart now. Mandalorian happy from Iron Man. Yeah. I mean, JJ's done a pretty good job. If he has faith in her, then I'm sure she's going to do good. I mean, I'm sure she's got some skill. Well, I think it's just a smart idea in general. It's such a big universe. They need someone kind of just keep it all in line like that. So, yeah, they have, I mean, they have the story group, which is like molding. I think they're there just more for fact checking, essentially. I yeah. Mean, that's how we got Saw Gerrera in Rogue One was the script said that they needed some like uh, yeah. battle hard. just like maintainers of the gorilla. continuity pretty yeah. much, right? Yeah, they were like, we need a battle hardened gorilla that's been through a lot and everything's maybe a little off his rocker. And they were like, oh, well, we already had a guy that could potentially have grown into that in the Clone Wars. So we'll just throw him in there. But yeah. yeah. Uh in other news, Carrie Russell. You guys all know who Carrie Russell is? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh uh, Felicity or uh the Americans. Now she's playing uh oh she's playing uh, the bounty hunter esque looking chick that was uh, that was leaked in or well that was leaked earlier and released in the Vanity Fair. But uh, Oh okay, yeah. Yeah, um Bliss. Zori Bliss is her name. All right in episode nine and she just released this statement she said when i read his script that he wrote talking about jj abrams i cried i mean who knows what it will turn out to be and i hope it remains true to what he originally wanted he's not trying to change it to be something else he really respects what it is what do you guys think about that what is she uh, referring to star wars as a whole or episode she's referring to the script that he wrote uh she's referring to uh episode nine just uh, the episode nine script that she was able to read. And she cried, huh? Hmm. What a wimp. No. <laughs> what a baby. <laughs> what, a, what a baby. No, I mean. Crying in Star Wars? Taking this stuff way too seriously. I, I don't think that she's going to, I mean, even if somebody didn't like it, right, they're not going to say that. But to say that she cried, Unless you're it's got to give some some cadence to the fact that it's probably pretty good. I mean, right. Yeah. means yeah. something. And I, I think she's an amazing actress too. So I'm, I'm really excited to see how it's all going to play out. Yeah, I just hope she's not behind a mask the whole time. Yeah, keep ready to hide that face. Maybe she, it'll, maybe it'll be like how you know the mountain was in Game of Thrones, <laughs> <laughs> and it'll just reveal her, and she's just, just there. Except not a horrible monster. Morbid. Oh, yeah, just a normal person. Yeah. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, her sister comes, and they start battling. Oh yeah, yeah, it'd be awesome. Dragons <laughs> flying overhead and the cities. <laughs> I mean, it is going to be D and D. It could be D and well, this one it won't be, I guess. But if there's a D and D influence at all, I mean, this could be a sequel to this. You just have starfighters flying over and there could be her and her. Well, I mean, it's in, the, it's in the Star Wars universe, right? Yeah, hey, it's just a planet somewhere in the galaxy yeah. in the unknown region. That I'm would sure. be, yeah, that would be awesome. All right, here's how we tie it all in. <laughs> Kira, who has taken over Crimson Dawn, <laughs> power, its starships. She is laying waste to this planet, and this is say ten years, yeah, five ten years after uh, the rise of Skywalker. And you have Rey, who is fighting her sworn enemy, who she finds out in the rise of Skywalker is her sister. 
Zori Bliss. Wow. Dun, dun, dun. Josh, if you, if you write that script, I might cry. <laughs> Maybe that is indeed what happened to that. <laughs> it's possible. Speaking of a man who knows what's possible, uh, Mark Hamill gave an interview just a few days ago to AP Entertainment. I'll play it for you guys. Is this really, 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 really going to be your last Star Wars appearance? I sure hope so. Why? <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Well, I mean, I had closure in the last one. You know, I mean, the only the fact that I'm involved in any capacity is only because of that peculiar aspect of the Star Wars mythology where. If you're a Jedi, you get to come back, make a curtain call as a Force ghost. Is this? What do you guys make of that? I think he's probably going to come back as a Force ghost. Oh, <laughs> uh, he obviously needs to keep keep his slate clean for all those Child's Play movies coming out. Oh right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what's the television show he's on now? Nightfall, where he looks even more grizzled, terribly beat up, homeless. Yeah, yeah. The Last Jedi. Maybe he's got some uh, Joker voiceovers to do, you know. It also makes me think that there is definitely no, uh, this is the final Star Wars movie for you because he's like, I don't even know. <sighs> Hopefully, or what did he say? <laughs> yeah, I, I sure hope so or something. Like, what does that even mean? Your last Star Wars appearance? I sure hope so. <laughs> so, I mean, that just leaves it open for more in my book. Well, yeah, ag- agreed. The, the master hamster here is... Uh, he is king of the trolls, basically. I don't really believe much of anything that comes out of his mouth leading up to a movie, if it has anything. Believe the cockknocker? He is. <laughs> yeah, who'd have thought that? You know, <laughs> he might be, might be a bit of a trickster. But uh, no, I mean, he's he's known for pulling the wool over people's eyes and. So just the fact that he's saying, like, he has said that he's going to be back as a Force ghost almost makes me think that he's not going to be back as a Force ghost. What if he knows that at this point everybody reads into it? So he said that on purpose. Well, I that's the thing. Like, he is well aware that there are people that have podcasts that analyze what he says. And Do you think he died in the last movie or <laughs> what? Well, that is actually on our. Uh, that's a question that we have. Oh, he's dead. Oh, so I have oh. a a segment a segment here coming up. We we can just we can jump to this segment right now. The segment new segment called "Their Questions, Our Answers," and in this segment, I take some questions from other podcasts and other listeners, or just questions of people on Facebook groups that have to do with Star Wars. I take their questions and we're going to give them our answers, whether they like it or not. And uh, they might not. (laughs) One of them, one of them was, uh, do you think Luke's not dead and that he, uh, he actually, or maybe he was never on Octu the whole time. Maybe he was force projecting to Octu the entire time. Or maybe he just force transported himself off of Octu at the end. He, wait, so maybe, maybe he, maybe he was force projecting himself onto Octu, and then from there was force projecting himself as a satellite into the battle. Yeah, he was just like a multiple levels of force projection. That would be silly. Some ploy. That would be that. That uh, would be silly. But no, I, I agree. I mean, I, I, they could write whatever they wanted, but yeah, I'm going mean, to say he's probably dead. 
they can ultimately just oh well, the force is powerful so why do we think he's dead why do we think he's dead he disappears yeah that's essentially like when a jedi or whatever not sith so much but when the jedi die they kind of just vanish well okay so who have we seen vanish we've seen obi-wan right and yoda yeah and we know that it's part of this thing that qui-gon taught them but qui-gon didn't vanish he uh and I almost think that's why. Yeah, he, but Qui Gon didn't know at that point, though, right? When he died, he, he studied in the afterlife or something, right? He did know. He uh, he went on a journey before he died. He hadn't finished his quote unquote training, like his quote unquote training or his studies in order to do this. So he uh, he later gained like gained the ability to somewhat like uh, regain his physical form. But so my theory is that uh, possibly. We see Obi-Wan, we see Yoda. And if if you disappear into the force and you take your body with you, then who's not to say that you can't bring your body back? And maybe it's just a higher form of this training. Like we've talked about in previous podcasts, you know, all throughout the movies we've seen just go from disembodied voices all the way up to Yoda bonking, you know, Luke Skywalker's head in The Last Jedi. So you think that he's alive? If you had if you had to vote on it, you'd you'd vote yes. I don't know that. Okay, I don't think that he's alive in the sense of like how he was existing, but I think that he may be able to come back in a physical form and physically appear to everybody. So you think like his heart has stopped beating? Like he is he is dead in the traditional like biological his sense. Physical he may body, have, yeah, is dead, but I think he's I mean, transcended to another level, to where he can. Uh, evaporate essentially into the force <laughs> and then condensate when he chooses and, and then condensate back <laughs> together when he chooses force condensation yeah kind of like Gandalf yeah, kind of like became Gandalf the White he's like a completely different person uh, what yeah. would you guys think about that what if Luke Skywalker comes back but he is different and more powerful kind of aloof <sighs> I don't know I feel like that'd just be too many more mechanics they'd have to explain I think they just they need to have closure with the old characters because it's really about the newer. I mean, I don't know. I just, I think it'd be cool just because I like, I would like the fan service. I I would, I'm going to be pissed if that exactly that happens. uh, Episode, episode nine comes out and basically Luke Skywalker is just like, Go get him, Ray. Woo-hoo, and he disappeared. No, I don't think it'll be like that. <laughs> <laughs> like no. a genie. Ooh, just goes away. Leia is just written off into like some abstract scenes where she's hugging people or uh, standing. I'm not like little minor parts and such, but I think the main focus isn't going to be about them. They're just going to be the wise and old <laughs> council sort of thing. Well... So here's why I think that they might have a bigger part to play. AJJ saying that he's tying everything in together. And if you look at the rest of the saga, you know, six of the eight films that are out already are about two Skywalkers, essentially. And then this movie is called The Rise of Skywalker. So if a Skywalker does not play a huge part in this movie. uh, Just to say he's the only one. Well, he's not the only one. I'm actually hoping that I'm hoping Anakin has a big part to play. But with my theory, Anakin wouldn't be able to 
condensate himself back into the <laughs> physical realm because he uh he didn't he didn't get to that spiritual realm like the rest of the jedi like obi-wan or yoda did people almost theorize that they uh they kind of grabbed him on his way out and helped him to stay yeah. there which may have been more of a punishment than a uh than a blessing for him now you have to live in for eternity dwelling in all the terrible things that you did and uh, i don't know what other kind of afterlife there is in the star wars universe but it doesn't seem like he's hanging out with padme terrible so so i think i mean this is the end of the skywalker saga right so it would make sense to kind of tie it all up bring back some skywalkers you have maybe some manic involvement some you know some luke involvement some, you know everybody who has some skywalker blood has at least a reference maybe they don't appear maybe we don't see hayden christensen but i think we're going to get some terrible backstory yeah well, well, and for all we know, the rise of Skywalker might just mean like his teachings or whatever and whatnot. Maybe Luke will just physically, sure. maybe he'll physically levitate and that'll be it. Like, that is his rise. <laughs> he jumps really high. <laughs> but yeah, we haven't seen a Jedi. He just flies in Neo at the end of the Matrix. <laughs> maybe Keanu will make an appearance. Oh man, he's like the hot thing right now, so you never know. That guy rocks. Keanu for uh, Revan. There you go. Yeah, I love it. Uh, they need to make a movie about him. So, Brian, what what are the odds? What, what odds do you give uh, Hayden Christensen showing back up in Episode Nine? I'm going with zero percent. I don't even like the guy. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I think he's a terrible actor. He overacts everything. Overacts everything. Like he tries too hard almost. Mm. Have you watched him in any, have you watched him in a lot of stuff? Not episode three or episode two. Uh, you know, that could be it is because, you know, it's my really angry teen years that I watched those movies. I just, I don't know. It's just, I couldn't deal with it. I saw jumper thinking, you know, maybe this one will be the one or what, it does them right jumper is that what it's called sam jackson yeah it was kind of the same thing for me and i was like yeah i'm good and i don't know if i've seen anything else with him in it i saw the movie that he was in what was it like it was right before episode two he was like a journalist uh what's it called he actually it was actually a good movie and he he, he was it was pretty well received he did a good job um I've seen, I mean, I've seen him in a few other like smaller bit roles and things. Let's see what this is called. Perfect. He's done. <laughs> Perfect. Shattered Glass. Shattered Glass. Yeah, that's that was actually a pretty good movie. All right, it came out a year after Attack of the Clones. My bad. Um, yeah, so I, I'm going to give the percentage is like, I'll say five percent. Hayden Christensen in it. I think there's the, the you know that's possibility, but. I I wouldn't say it's very high. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna go with. See, because I almost feel like we're gonna get something like that now. They've already told us this being J.J. Abrams, the master of like the mystery box and the surprise everything. He's already told like they've already released that Luke Skywalker's coming back. He's gonna be in the movie. He's gonna you know, so there has to be. There's got to be a twist in there with that because I don't think he would have revealed it. 
if it was just straightforward, Luke's just playing the part of a force ghost that we've seen every other time. And I think that there's got to be another surprise in there, you know, kind of like Yoda in The Last Jedi. There's got to be something else that's going to pop up and show up other than Yoda. And I don't think it's going to be Obi-Wan because like the creators have said, it would be strange for Ewan McGregor, Obi-Wan to show up and be around Luke, who's never known him as that. Right. And that's why I think the whole Hayden Christensen thing is kind of weird because old Darth Vader is more known to Luke than Hayden Christensen. I can't even say his damn name. (laughs) I don't don't know. I have more to do with he's going to come back and smack his grandson around and tell him, you know, you're not really following my teachings. This is not what I want my legacy to be. You're not finishing what I started. You're just kind of. He's just a jerk. Yeah, I tried to clean up this mess, and you got in the trash bin and smeared it all over the place again. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Darth Vader, obviously, Darth Vader plays a huge part just because Kylo is so influenced by him. So you'd think that maybe you'd hear from him at least one more time, but I don't know. Another one of their questions, we'll give it our answer, is how much of the trailer the teaser trailer we've seen, do you actually think it'll be in the movie? Like a, like two thirds, probably. Think so? Yeah. I mean, it'll, it'll be a lot of it, but we, as we know from what we've seen before, a lot of it's not going to make the final cut. I don't yeah. know. Two thirds. It'll be, yeah. yes. It's, it's going to be a low percentage. I mean, they might have very similar scenes and you'd be like, man, I think I saw, I don't know. You'll question it because <laughs> maybe that was in the trailer. Then you're gonna watch the movie, go watch the trailer, and be like, "I mean, what's, I don't remember any of this." What What was it for the last two? Uh, when we look at the trailer, what, is it a lot? I know it's not like all of it, but I don't know. Probably like sixty percent of what we saw in the trailer was not in the film for the Last Jedi and for Rogue One. Like ninety percent of what we saw in the trailer was not in the final film, but there was a bigger there were shakeups with that. Um but it was covered up a little more. Essentially the same thing that happened with Solo happened with Rogue One. But uh, what's his name? Um, The director of Rogue One decided to play ball with Disney and keep his title on there. But uh, yes, I don't know. Um, I'd say probably, I don't know, surprise. And like I said, JJ's kind of playing it fast and loose this time as to how he uh he usually does it which makes me just question everything that he's putting out so i'm gonna say less than the not rogue one but less than the last jedi so probably maybe 30 percent of what we've seen in the trailer we'll actually see in the film so interesting another question does kylo know that luke is gone does kylo know luke is dead at the end of the last Jedi, I think he'll feel it. I think he'll sense it through the Force. I mean, if he is dead, what if he condensates behind him at some point in the movie? Right. So this is what—that's more fuel to the fire of is Luke actually dead or or what? Um, so prior to the Last Jedi, the Force Awakens era, he uh, cut himself off from the Force. So for all intents and purposes. I mean, when Ray and Leia both say, like, oh, yeah, I felt it. Luke's gone. What if he just cut himself off from the Force again? Or he could maybe be dead, but what if, may, will Kylo, does Kylo maybe think that he just 
turn himself off from the force again so he could think he's just out there hiding still? I mean, did Kylo know that he turned himself off from the force? I mean, he knew he went into hiding, but does he know to what extent? I don't I don't think he knows to what extent, but I, I'm guessing he I, I'm sure he tried to reach out like he was searching for him and so was Snoke. So I'm sure I'm sure they tried to reach out and try to locate him through the force and they couldn't and then suddenly he shows up maybe that's why he was so bewildered and he didn't notice that he wasn't actually there it was just like a surge he said again for the first time i mean unless he precipitates himself then we don't really know what's i mean i don't know maybe i don't know josh now you said that i'm thinking maybe maybe he won't know i I think just because he's kylo is He's kind of not mature, like in the force senses and such. Like he's kind of, he acts like a little irrational teenager. I just don't think he'd be able to sit down and concentrate hard enough to feel something like that. Especially he could if he wanted to, probably. But yeah, if he were to center himself and uh, he could probably. I mean, he's pretty mad. He might want. He might concentrate on this one. Just maybe. I mean, like his feelings take over, and it's obviously the path of dark side and all that jazz. But I don't know; he just too rash, I think, to really feel something like that. But I could be wrong. Like you said, he's pretty mad, and in the past, him being mad hasn't exactly helped him find his center. No, No. that's very true. Yeah, very true. So, are we going to see a Kylo that's still out on the hunt for Luke Skywalker? Starting the episode nine. Is he still out there looking for old Uncle Luke? I would think they'd be more worried about the the remnants of the rebels. Like just end that, end that now, and then worry about Luke after that. Yeah, I could also see, like we said, the feelings getting the best of Kylo, and he really wants to hunt Luke down. That's probably you know that's probably going to be a like irrationally, like yeah. So. Uh, yeah friend of the podcast uh tyler bucks from uh another podcast called chatter squadron uh we've been talking to each other lately listening to each other's shows actually when i ran into you in uh, that yard brian when we were both working uh what was it last week uh he was messaging me about how he was listening right then listening to uh one of our shows for the first time and he was really loving one of the theories that we were bringing up and just so happens, while I was in the yard working, I was listening to Chatter Squadron, his podcast, and he was bringing up <laughs> a Kylo theory of his own. And they were saying, what do you guys think that uh, the significance of Kylo putting his helmet back together is? Do you think it's some sort of a, it might, maybe it's some sort of a shield to shield him from outside influences like these other you know maybe luke's trying to sneak up on him and like you said i'll I'll see you around kid i'll maybe it's a way of him shutting people out kind of magneto shutting out professor xavier it's possible i mean it it could also be more symbolic you know rather than some sort of physical yeah practical physical type of thing but it could be i mean I don't, are there any are there any current theories about what it what it what it might actually be? Uh, I mean, there's theories. I don't know how substantiated any of them are. Um, we do see that 
there seems to be a bit of a shift anytime Kylo has his helmet on and off. So people are saying that there might be something to that. Um, you know, I brought up a couple of times the the whole helmet thing with Darth Vader's helmet and the Darth Momen helmet from uh, Darth Vader comic and such, where it's been in, imbued by a dark side force and uh, you possess people. Could be something to do with that. Could be Pal- Palpatine. Somewhere Palpatine's getting worked into this. Um, God, I can't wait for that. That's going to be exciting. <laughs> I want to know how they. I want to know how they draw the curtain back on that. Brian, what are the, what odds do you give us uh, seeing old Palpatine in the flesh again? How do you think he's going to appear? You know, I don't. I would. I don't know. I think they kind of have to bring him back. How everyone last saw him. And then maybe go from there, Brian. If you if if you went to bed and you woke up at three in the morning and JJ is hovering above you, and he says, "Brian, I want you to help me write how Palpatine's going to appear in the movie." What do you say? Oh, Jesus, I don't even. He says, "You have to decide start. right now, Brian. <laughs> Brian like this is your time. Time. This is your time. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's that's a loaded question. How would you bring, like?" The last we saw him, he was flying down a pit with electricity shooting out of him. Like, where did you go from there? That's that's crazy. Just to even think about. But I mean, they got him laughing in the trailer and such. Like, how are we gonna see him? I don't know. I mean, is he gonna is, is it gonna be some like holocron? Like he's not actually there? Is he gonna be talking to the forest? Is he literally gonna be like physically there? I mean, I don't know. Well, guys, I, I, I sense a disturbance. You guys sense that? I feel something. <laughs> this is Gump Speculator. Welcome to the realm of rumors and reckonings. Oh, wow. So, this is a wow. <laughs> Darth, so now what happens? Darth, Darth Speculator has uh, shown his face somehow. He just appeared kind of like J.J. Abrams to me, floating over over top of me. No, the uh, there's uh, there's a couple things here that we can touch, we can speculate on. There's a couple of rumors that have been floating out there around this. So uh, if you guys don't mind hearing a rumor, let's hear it. Do it. So, rumor has it that there's a dark side acolyte um, who's going to show up from out and about. Possibly he could have been Snoke's other apprentice. Because in some of the the, um, visual dictionaries, we see that uh, it states that Kylo Ren is Snoke's most promising... um, promising student at this time but uh so that leads us to believe that casey's messaging us hey you need the invite it leads us to i mean that would lead us to believe that if he's his most promising student that there are other students correct you would think yeah uh a thing back when the force awakens was coming out there was this i have to find the article there was there was a uh, a whole story about um you could collect several toys 
And if you collected several toys, you'd get all these different bits and pieces, little clues. If you put them together, it was going to reveal the identity of another dark side adept. And people thought mm. that this was, this was back in the force awakens time. And that people were saying that this, if you put all these clues together with all the merch, um, it was going to reveal Snoke's secret apprentice or his other apprentice. Well, this, this rumor is stating that this other dark side acolyte is going to be the vessel in which Palpatine returns and that he is going to willingly allow Palpatine to possess him. I don't like it. I want to see Ian McDermott in the flesh. Yeah. So what are we, he's just like a force puppet, a force puppet. Force mist right now, just waiting for an acolyte to say it for me. I, I feel another disturbance in the forest. Do you guys? Do you guys feel that? It's definitely not the burrito I had earlier. <laughs> another dark presence, Candorous Creighton. Yes, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you, Candorous. Fantastic, that's a first, Mister Casey Schreffler. Uh, Casey, what are your feelings on? Uh, Palpatine being brought back via a dark side acolyte, another student of his that returns from wherever they came from, the unknown regions. Um, and he will it willingly is possessed by Palpatine. You see, I heard, I heard what Sean said saying that he didn't like it. Um, it doesn't necessarily make me mad. I guess it depends on how they do it. Um, Sean, what, it is kind of like a cool idea. See? It's not, I didn't hear what you said, Josh. Uh, what, what if you guys still see Ian McDiarmid, like a, a spirit, a specter? That's, that's fine. I just think he's such a good actor that I want to actually see him. Do. I don't want it to be like a puppet or just a voice or some CG. Something. I, I want it to actually be him performing. In the- I think they almost need to, though, to help usher, like, I don't know, the, the new people, the newer people into Star Wars to realize who he is before they make him some crazy acolyte person i think they almost need to show him. well uh, we're talking about episode nine strictly or are we talking about for the future uh starting off with episode nine at least you think oh yeah for episode, for, episode, for episode for episode nine i would like to see some version of ian McDermott. I, I like i was for me like i wouldn't be mad in the future if they carried on his presence um because it doesn't sound super outrageous there's tons of crazy religious sex in the real world that uh you know would definitely give themselves up uh if they thought it would be possessed by a higher power uh if you look at x-men apocalypse wasn't that well received but essentially he was he had sacrifices originally right and he absorbed their power so it was the same person throughout these thousands of years or whatever think that poe dameron is going to be the acolyte oscar isaac why would why would he be willing <laughs> his apocalypse <laughs> yeah he was he was uh he was like guy. funny funny story about that i uh the the company that did the makeup and costume and stuff for that movie like for oscar isaac's character um put in a lower bid compared to the company i forget the name but the other company had done like crazy high super high quality stuff and just for the hell of it they went and made a costume like a for oscar isaac with everything the facial stuff prosthetics and everything and it looked like six times better 
than what they because they they bid more because they're better you know what i mean studios don't like to pay money those right. fox so do you guys think that there's going to this is going to tie into sean you you spoke on this a little bit brian do you think that this is going to tie into snoke somehow that palpatine's return will have something to do with snokey I don't know. I feel like it would almost have to because, I mean, you get this guy, Snoke, who just seems to be phenomenally powerful or just like, who is this guy? And um, to just die like he did, you almost have to feel like it was all kind of staged or planned somehow by something else. Or maybe he was just kind of a little bitch. Who knows? But I feel like he has to find the Snoke somehow. I mean, the, the the stuff that we saw Snoke do, though, I mean, who's to say that the Emperor couldn't have done it? Um, like, what is happening to my computer? Josh <laughs> is going to show us Vader immortal. Someone's taking control. Um, Something's yeah, happening to that me. Was, that was super weird. That's why I stopped for a second. But, I mean, like, to call Snoke a little bitch. I mean, to see what he was doing to... Well, he was powerful and all, but it just... I don't know. I didn't. I didn't like. Just I don't know. I just didn't like his end game there. Yeah, I didn't like his. There's more to it. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't like it either. I, I yeah, that kind. Of, it did. It also frustrated me. Hopefully, because like you were saying, just see how powerful he was doing his 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 thing to just kind of oh whoops. <laughs> but okay, so that's how powerful Snoke is, but. Okay, so you see the Emperor. The Emperor was, like, super powerful. What made him the most formidable opponent? What made him the most powerful? The Emperor? It, midi-chlorians. <sighs> no, it's, 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 it's more about his, his chest-playing politics than anything. Yeah, I mean, his, he barely even time. used the Force. He only yeah, his, used it in the presence of his trusted, you know, commanders like Darth Vader, and he wouldn't use it in front of others. He didn't want people to know he even had it. Right. Yeah, it was it was his tactical awareness, I think, that yeah, is what made him formidable. And putting himself in the even though he probably had the gift of foresight and things like that, but putting himself in the position to be successful without even really having to try. Right. Well, yeah, he had a really good like macro view of things when when other Sith haven't really had that. And so, and he was also able to, obviously, we talked about this a few podcasts ago, he was able to shield himself, shield his thoughts, shield his force presence from others, from other very powerful force users. Um, so that's what made him the most powerful, not like a huge show of, not necessarily him spiraling and now that, that's not what makes him the most formidable opponent. It's his it's his natural ab- ability and his conniving and his cunning. So, what if we're? Would you accept that that's what we see here uh, being represented in Kylo? That uh, it's just his natural ability to be conniving and cunning. That he was just able to, much like what Palpatine did to all the Jedi that walked into his office, he just kind of took them out. Yeah, no, I don't think Kylo's got that same game plan that no, me, has. me neither. I, th- I think Kylo seized an opportunity yes. that uh, that was that Snoke had overseen, because um, Kylo very is he vagrantly flaunts his abilities all the time. 
Um, so he's not, he, I don't think he's as cunning nearly. I don't think he's very cunning at all. He kind of just messes up a lot because he doesn't think things through. Right. I mean, I'm not saying he's not. Force is a show of power more than anything. Yeah. And I'm not saying he's not powerful. I mean, when there's so few Jedi, now the only person standing up against him is Ray and maybe the little boy who pulled the broom <laughs> to him or something. But, uh, Very blog like, is not like, Yeah, he's. Episode nine. I'll put money on that right there. I give that a 0% chance. Oh, of the kid? Tamiri Blog, Broom Boy. Uh, it's only a year later. He's still shoveling. Nah, the, the whole thing there was just to show there's other beings out there that have the, yeah. the ability. That, that's all he's good for. Yeah, it was, it was just like, it. yeah, it was just, it was just hope for the future. That's, that's all it was. A new hope. Yeah. Well, okay, so how, are you guys, how familiar are you guys with the old, um, Legends storyline of Palpatine's return. Not a whole lot. Nope. So he came back. Uh, Casey, I know you're a little bit familiar with this. He came back with clones. And Shah Dubante did too. What's that? Shah Dubante did too. <laughs> that was who's, who's that? Did I Shah Dubante's uh, dark side twisted clones running around the galaxy? made things a real mess but um no uh so so in old canon the emperor had cloning devices set up around and he uh he brought himself back but none of these clone bodies with as powerful as he had become in the dark side to be able to raise himself from the dead could sustain that power so he was going from body to body to body and they would just wither and die and he uh he came to the conclusion that he needed a, a brand new, very powerful force sensitive person to essentially possess. And he kidnapped Leia, who was at the time pregnant with uh, Anakin Solo and was attempting to transfer his consciousness into Anakin Solo. Do you think we could be seeing shades of this in that um, it was another person's speculation that I read earlier this week that what if, some sort of essence transfer happened to Ben as a child. And he's always been somewhat tainted by Palpatine. And this is just starting to uh, reveal itself. And Sean, that was, that, that could tie into the theory that he puts his helmet back together to shield himself from something. We know that it looks like it's now infused with Kyber. So maybe he's shielding himself from, so the ma- the magneto helmet theory, right? Interesting. I mean, it sounds cool, but uh, yeah, I mean, who knows, man? From what we saw in the Last Jedi with Snoke, uh, like melding Ray and Kylo's minds together, so like he, that was a that was on purpose. Um, may and may and maybe because. You know, uh, maybe he wanted Kylo to train Ray. Uh, who knows, man? That's that's like that's a very uh, loaded question. That's 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 very difficult to answer. Because on the other hand, it's just ridiculous because Kylo isn't smart in terms of what we've seen and the cunning and stuff from other Jedi like Dooku or other Sith like Dooku and um, uh, Palpatine, like. 
vain and stuff like that. But you don't see you don't see that with him. You just see a young, impulsive guy who just has some some guy. Dude. Just a guy. With a mop head. Can't keep us can't keep nice chest. Not bald and beautiful, that's for sure. No, no, not at all. Bald and beautiful. Not not even, you know, beautifully bearded. But just I'm working I'm I'm catching up with uh Darth Sidious over there. I'm, I'm working. <laughs> well, so are you guys interested? Do you want to know more about Snoke? Know more about his backstory? Is it something you're that you think I mean if they if, if they want to make his death more impactful then I hope so. Um, I mean I I hope I hope we do. I mean I hope that we learn that I don't know he was some sort of puppet for Palpatine and it all ties together or something. I mean realistically that, that's what I would like. Re- realistically, yes, I would love to see more about it because he was he did seem super powerful. But um if you look at like a Darth Maul type character in the prequels, he was basically just there in, in in episode one to, to to be there and then to die just to show the presence of the Sith and everyone loves Darth Maul right. that ass underused blah 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 and they ended up bringing him back to do things like Solo or Darth um, Maul's also kind of a badass you got Snoke just kind of being a lumbering person in a chair he doesn't really do anything that impactful like Darth Maul is just cool looking and he can bite with his Sweet bow staff saber. His right, play of powers though is pretty epic. Like, yeah, I th- but I mean, I think uh, when it comes in terms of the Force itself, um, what we saw from Snoke, and even in just the Force Awakens when he's just a hologram, like this huge hologram, and General Hux is talking back to him, and he stands up, he's like General, and he stands up. I was just like, oh my, that's God. pretty good. That's a pretty good impression. This guy's crazy and then, and then we see him dragging hux like through a hologram mopping the floor with him and then throwing ray around like crazy uh i don't i mean maybe that was all going back to what josh said maybe that was part of palpatine's plan to have snoke die to to, to further along uh, Kylo with going to the dark side. He was kind of conflicted. You could see it, right? He was conflicted. Um, and then he wanted Rey to join him, but the, the, the legacy of the Sith is you en- eventually end up killing your master. Mm. But he didn't want to be a Sith. He's not a Sith. As I, say, I don't think he's even considered a Sith, is he? No, and he I mean, he wanted to leave it all behind. You know, the Jedi, the Sith, the First Order, the resistance, leave it all behind, start something new. All of it. So, all right. But, but I mean, like, if you, if you look at it in terms of alignment, like a like a circle, right? And you have half of it being dark side, half of it, half of it being light side. There's no question that Kylo clearly falls into the dark side territory. You know what I mean? So he is, for all, you know, for all intents and purposes, he he's a Sith. Well, I mean, dark dark side and Sith can be different, though, right? Yeah, you can have dark Jedi. You can have yeah, you can have gray Jedi. But but I mean, I I don't, and you know maybe because he kind of hesitated with, he felt killing his dad. He didn't he didn't even shoot at his mom. It was the other pilot that was with him that shot the bridge. So um, maybe, but he is a very very angry person. 
definitely letting his uh his emotions get the better of him and i think a lot of that is snoke just he knows exactly what buttons to push in kylo but uh i need some lexapro bro i i have here a clip to play for you guys this is from star wars vader immortal have any of you guys purchased an oculus quest and dropped 400 dollars and bought this game well i have the i have the uh i have the vive and i think um so no there's a there's a way to play the rift games i don't have it yet but um i need to get something called revive i think and i can play all the games that oculus has so well this this is a small clip from this and the speculation is so this takes place i think four or five years after revenge of the sith um so the clip i'm about to play you is from vader's castle and it's somebody uh sneaking through like the air ducts in the secret compartments of vader's castle trying to escape uh and they they happen to hear this conversation now this person that was uh this person that you're sneaking around as unlocked a holocron type of device that nobody else had been able to unlock. And evidently it means that some sort of a, a descendant of the person that created it. But I'll play this, I'll play this clip for you. This is Darth Vader talking to some figure and there's an egg shaped device in front of them. Quick question though. Do we know who the developers are of this game and the game uh, uh, Fallen, Fallen Order? Uh, David S. Goyer wrote this this uh, this storyline, and he's right. written I'm this. So, I'm just hoping it's not EA. No, no. <laughs> not EA. No, 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 no. no. The guy that's been writing like the very uh, widely accepted and acclaimed Darth Vader. Uh, um, so it sounds like the it sounds like the kind of like shifting away from EA slowly here. I like it. Hopefully, fingers crossed. All right, here All right. We go. after this video, I gotta jump off. And you believe the final component of the Eon engine is within your grasp? I have no doubt. You found a descendant of Lady Kovax, then. One of the last it would see. Unlike the others, this one activated the artifact. Kovax? Is that what Violet meant about your bloodline? see uh, this person in their droid sneaking down to another Ooh, like a disembodied hand there see that? <laughs> where's our, where does arm go able to unlock Lady you will gain mastery over death itself what you see is finally within your grasp it sounds like rock that robot looks stupid so it's a droid sean it's a robot i know vader taking off his helmet bald and beautiful yeah something wonderful is happening annie come back 
there you have it. So, that was pretty awesome. Like that was pretty, pretty weird looking scene. That was cool. The yeah. the scream reminded me of Tom Cruise in the Mummy movie movie when the plane is about to go down. <laughs> we all seen we that. Should, we should play that scene. That. <laughs> ah! <laughs> oh. <laughs> Casey but, uh, liked that movie quite a lot. No, I mean, I, I see, I like to watch movies with my brain turned off and just enjoy it for what it is. So I enjoy more movies than most people do. Right. I, I have a buddy on Facebook who just watches movies, and he, he he goes to the movie theater probably every single day and does double double features and stuff like that. And, uh, he just posts, he, he I, the, probably out of 100 movies, he said one was good. I'm just so like, why? Himself then by seeing all these movies. <laughs> yeah, right. Why you go if you don't like it? I know. That's so what I say. I'm just like, Jesus, like, try to enjoy something in your life. <laughs> but Casey, what you said is the reason I played that. A lot of people say are saying, hmm. It, it looks like the mummy movie? <laughs> yes. <laughs> this, tall, this tall guy talking to Vader sounds a lot like Snoke. It does. It sounded pretty damn close to Snoke. And Another fact. So this is all taking place beneath Vader's castle. Okay. They found this artifact that uh, is supposed to be able to bring people back from the dead. Um, now, later in the, we, I looked into this and we, we learned that this artifact uh, was used once before. And it is what turned Mustafar from like a regular, nice lush planet into the just, lava you know this this artifact did that this artifact this egg type thing did that and you know what you know what's even crazier though is the fact that darth vader or anakin whoever you want to view it at view it as at that point um you would think that he probably goes in with the intentions to bring back padme but he hears his mother's voice that's what started his downward spiral you Mm. know what i mean um, well, yeah, and then he hears Padme there afterwards too. Yeah. yeah. But I guess I got to jump off. Sean, what do you what do you what are your thoughts on this before you leave here? Uh, I was going to mention that uh, we also know that Snoke has a ring from the catacombs of Vader's castle. We know that. Yeah, that's in the uh, visual dictionary. That Snoke's ring. He has his gold ring with a black stone and it says it's it's taken from the catacombs of vader's castle i think it's snoke i think i think there's a good chance it's snoke i mean it sounded like snoke you have that connection there with the ring it makes sense it looks like it's snoke but he just disappeared like which 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 is a uh, force projection again could be the second time could be it didn't. It didn't look like a disfigured head. I was trying to look at the shape of the head. It looked like it had a veil, hair, almost. Yeah. But yeah, it looked like it was covered somehow. All right. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Brian? What are your thoughts on? Uh, do you, do we think? Do you think this is Snoke? All right. See you, lads. How about Adios, amigo. It makes sense in a way, but then at the other time, my other the other side of my brains, I like. We've got how many aliens and how many worlds. And- who knows? It could just be like some artifact keeper thing. So you kind of, it kind of sounds like you're bringing up like uh, the the uh, Red Skull in Avengers, the keeper of the Soul Stone. Sure. He sure. Leads I mean, it, it could just be something that's attached to the artifact that sounds like Snoke, but it would make total sense if it was Snoke. 
So, I mean, maybe yeah. we'll, we'll get some stories about it in the expanded universe, or maybe they'll tie it together somewhere, or maybe it really just doesn't matter and we won't hear about it again, but it'd be cool if it was. Well, I mean, it, what you said kind of makes sense, though, because you saw what happened to Vader. Like, he kind of sunk into the ground and stuff was covering him. And Josh was just saying that this planet, or this uh, artifact is what caused Mustafar to become what it is. So it's not outrageous to think that something, that a form, uh, a projection of something could manifest itself and stand next to and talk to Vader and then seemingly just disappear, especially if you hear the voices of Shmi and uh, Adme. You know what I mean? So do you guys, Ryan and then Casey, do you think that they need to explain Snoke's backstory in episode nine? Uh, I don't that is I don't think so I mean there's a lot of characters in Star Wars that you just grow to love you don't need to know their backstory Uh, I think if if they're going to talk about Snoke it needs to be how he was either manipulated or he was a puppet of sorts you know otherwise they just need to let him be like he was just some powerful being that somehow got taken out by an angry teenage boy, basically. But I I think if they're going to talk more about him, it just needs to be more like maybe Palpatine was using him sort of thing. Right. Well, I mean, I, I agree and kind of disagree at the same time. I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to see him really like go to a deep dive in episode nine, because like we talked about before, episode nine has to wrap up the entire saga and this trilogy. Um, because the difference between this one and the prequels is that the prequels were leading into the original trilogy. So you kind of knew what was, where it was going to end up, but you didn't know how it was exactly going to get there. This one, we don't know where it's going to end up. We don't know how it's going to get there. But I don't think Snoke is as important, especially when you hear Palpatine's laugh and things like that. The thing I disagree on is when you say uh, killed by an angry teenage boy, it, like uh, Luke was there if you look at the flashbacks, both from Luke's perspective and Kylo's perspective, um, Kylo got out of there with, you know, the Knights of Ren when he pulled down the hut, which means that he bested Luke Skywalker for the time being in a moment of weakness. And I don't think it's fair to say that he was just killed by an angry kid. No, I was just, yeah, I get yeah. what you're saying. But I, yeah, I think, I, I mean, I think that that was one of the moments where Kylo really shines as kind of a uh, planner, you know what I mean? Hmm. Because he wanted Ray, you know? This whole thing was like, the whole movie was leading up to Ray and him meeting and this weird kind of connection that they had. So once he had, I think he thought that he could convince Ray. And I think that Snoke honestly thought that Ray was his enemy, but Kylo never really saw it that way. When even when they first fought, you know, you need a teacher. Right. He was just trying to prove something to her. And if you look at what they say in the Last Jedi in the uh, in the elevator, Ray and Kylo both, when they touched in the you know um, in the hut there, and Luke went all you know mad father on her. Um, they both had visions and both of them, you know, say, you know, Ray said, no, I saw you fighting, you know, with me, you, you came back to the light side and Kyla says, no, I saw you fighting with me. You came to the dark side. 
So essentially all they saw was each other fighting together and they just inferred what they wanted to out of it. Yeah. And I mean, I think there was a little bit of a, like a little bit of a merging between the two, maybe potentially it could have gone either way. Um, but who, like, who knows? Do, do we want another redemption story like Darth Vader? We had that over the course of six movies. Do we want that again? Do we want Kylo to die? What do we want? Like, as fans, like, what do you, what do you guys want to see happen to Kylo? Do you want to see him come back to the light side and actually take down Palpatine? That might be cool. Like, take down the big bad. Finish what Darth Vader started? Well, I mean, yeah. Basically, finish finish 45 years of work. How, I don't even know how long it is now. Like, oh, the, almost 59. No, 77. 42 years of work. Yeah. What, what, what do you think, Brian? Do you, do you, do you want to see a redemption? I don't know. I honestly, I don't. There's the title for this episode. I, I like Kylo Ren. I like him a lot. Uh, as, you know, I think played great by Adam Driver there and I don't think he'd, he'd be a really good main villain character that'd be sweet if like yeah you know maybe he's like oh I see the error of my ways and has a sweet epic battle with the Emperor but at the same time that's just Return of the Jedi <laughs> right. and I don't yeah. think JJ's going to do that this time No, um, yeah, no I think he's going to uh, I'm not really sure where I want to see Kylo end up I, I don't really you know, I don't really care either way what what they do with him as long as it's pretty badass. Yeah, I just want to be pleased. So and, you know, I'm I'm pretty easy to please. I just want to be entertained, basically, like in Gladiator. Are, I was you, are you not entertained? Here, here, here's what I think, tying in a couple of these uh, plot threads that we've talked about this episode with the rumors. Um, potentially, there's always been part of Palpatine latched onto Kylo. Um, Snoke is a puppet. Possibly he's been in the implore of the Emperor and Vader for the past several decades, and he just stepped up. Um, Palpatine could be like disembodied, kind of like uh Voldemort, so there could be different oh, yeah. parts of him in different areas, and this is bringing him back together. Um, I think that. Kylo, I think we're going to see a redemption arc for Kylo in this movie. I think he's going to be being plagued by something. I like the theory that uh, Tyler from over on Chatter Squadron uh, shared with us that that helmet is kind of like a Magneto-like blocking for Luke, maybe trying to contact him through the Force. We we heard the rumor a few weeks ago. We talked about that there's a flash or there's a there's a scene where Luke appears to Ben and su- somehow summons or gives Ben a vision of his father. So he's being tormented by the spirit of Luke. He, he's, if he's got some sort of possession or some sort of a dark side tormentation um, through the spirits, maybe he's putting this helmet back on. So I think we're going to see a, we're going to see a re- redemption arc for Kylo, but here's, here's, my final, my final part of this theory is that he's going to Jamie Lannister it up. He's going to go so far, and you're going to think his sister. Yes, yes. <laughs> Ray's going to end up being his sister. 
no, but no, I think that much like Jamie Lannister, he went so far and redeemed himself so much, you know, and I think that at a point in episode nine, we're going to think that Kylo has turned his back on the darkness, that he has finally found his center, that he's going to do this. Maybe his main motivation is for his mother or for Ray, or it could be Leia's death. That is like this tripping point for him. Um, but I think it's going to get up to the point if this if this dark side acolyte that we talked about before is trying to bring him back. Um, I think his final act is going to be that of a failure. I think he's going to kind of go back to his old ways. He's going to embrace the darkness again, only to be defeated, killed, stripped of his force powers. But it's going to be a cautionary, more of a cautionary tale, I think, with Kylo. See, I'm going to address a couple of different points that you made. One, I don't think the helmet really has anything to do with blocking out any sort of force abilities. Um, I really don't think it does. I think the helmet is what is how Kylo identifies himself. It allows him to become something that he's not. I don't think Kylo is inherently a bad person. Um, you saw him with his helmet off, resisting the shoot his mother. Uh, you saw him fight it, kind of, when he was killing his dad. But when the helmet's on, he is the embodiment of of the dark side. He is like a pupil of the dark side, of Darth Vader. Darth Vader wore a helmet. He wants to wear a helmet because it conceals his true identity. I don't think he's as bad as he claims to be. You know what I mean? As, right. as he wants to be. Um, but I don't think the helmet does anything beyond protect his ego or protect the uh, but not even protect, but shield his true self um, from coming out. I think that's what the helmet does for him. I think it, it's the helmet is the dark side to him. Um, but uh, when when you said the the redemption thing and him failing, that leads to a lot of questions because if if he does want that, that means that something really really big has to happen. Something really really important has to happen. What's important to Kylo anymore? Mm. Both of his parents are, well, yeah, I mean, except for Leia ish, right? She's alive, right? Well, I mean, this for you, what we talked about earlier that does, we were discussing, does Kylo know that Luke is dead? Or is Kylo still searching for Uncle Luke who tried to kill him? I think we're going to, I think he's going to. So for all Kylo might know, Luke's still out there alive. Right. And, but, but I think that, was fuel for Kylo's dark side fire or maybe fear into him to be like, Oh shit, there's more to this light side stuff that I didn't even know. But, um, if, and when Luke's voice or force ghost appears, he's going to know that Luke is, is done for Hmm. unless like, unless Kylo doesn't know about the force ghost situation. Maybe he doesn't know. Who else knows about it besides Luke? Or maybe Luke appears and he's so material like Yoda did. It's hard for Kylo to tell the difference. He couldn't tell when Luke was immaterial in front of him. What if Luke is material in front of him? Yeah. It's, is he going to realize that he's, it can, 
this is like back into a, this plane, Brian. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about all that, um, but I, I also I have to agree with Casey on the whole helmet thing, though. Like, you have to sit back and you think, you know, you basically have three hours left to wrap up this whole storyline, this whole universe, you know, of what's going on with these people. And if you start introducing more like theories and, and such, I mean, obviously there's going to be some room for some, but you got to kind of keep it a little simpler, mm-hmm. something that can be explained relatively easily. Um, and I don't know, that just seems like to me it open a whole different can of stories and such that, isn't just so easily explained away. So I don't know. I just, it's cool. It'd be a great idea if we could, you know, expand on that even more, you know, even longer, but I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. And, 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 you know, it's, that's the fun of it is who knows. I'm, I'm really excited to see what happens. Yeah. And like the, the, the good and terrible thing about it is that this is the end of the Skywalker saga. You know what I mean? So, done no i mean like they've said that it's done we have we have the next movie coming out in 2022 they said it was done after episode six and then he said it was done after episode three yeah but this isn't george lucas this is disney they want to make money (laughs) right but they don't really stray from deadlines and stuff like that which is why they have things like the mandalorian and, and like various aspects of Star Wars coming out on various platforms to keep us entertained until the next big movie comes out. So I, I think Skywalker Saga. I think that it's ever. done, and it will be done, and it'll stay done, so long as everything they come out with next is successful. If they bring out, if they start, we talked at the beginning of the show, Casey, that they've announced. Uh, that Michelle Rajwan, who was one of the assistant producers for The Force Awakens and, and is an assistant producer for The Rise of Skywalker. She's very much a J.J. Abrams uh, apprentice. She was his assistant on Super 8. Was, um, she started producing with him with Star Trek, and now she is, has been named by Kathy Kennedy to be the senior VP of live action development and production. So for everything Star Wars yeah. forward, she's going to um, oversee the slate of feature films, Disney plus series. So she's essentially our new Kevin Feige. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. That's, that's what that is, is what she is. And I think it's important to have a single person in charge of that stuff look at how good marvel's doing and how how well tied together the stories are and stuff like that but i think that this movie has to end what we've, what we've seen with the skywalkers i think it has to go in a different direction uh, the universe is very big this isn't a galaxy not the universe right there's several other galaxies um and not even that it's just this era is over and i'm just glad that i was able to experience it all, you know, even though I wasn't, I was, you know, I was born 12 years after the first movie was, was released in theaters. And I was lucky enough to actually see the original movies in theaters with you and Sean at the, uh, Kalamazoo. Oh yeah. When we watched them all, all three of the original trilogy at the uh, Kalamazoo museum. 
yeah we uh they, they had like a half hour break we ran to mcdonald's like during each break and stuff and it was a good time so like i've seen all the movies in theaters and i will continue to do so because i i'm I'm a, I'm a star wars fan and i enjoy star wars and i will take what star wars that i can get but i think that this does have to end the story that has been told for the last 42 years um, there's not much, I mean, unless you want to follow the children and blah, 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 but there's so many other aspects. I think it'll be kind of like how this essentially, this whole Marvel thing has wrapped up with, they tied everything into old Thanos there. And now they've wrapped up the Thanos thing. And like I said, I think that they're done with the Skywalker episodic films so long as, the next movies that come out, you know, whether it be what, whatever uh, David and Dan and Ryan and them have up their sleeves, so long as they're successful, sure, I think we're done. But if they start flopping, then they're going to go right back to that, you know. Maybe, yeah, the old, old, old faithful, just like SpongeBob with his jellyfish in net. <laughs> but um, no, but that, yeah, no, I mean, you're not, you're not wrong. You're not, you're not, you're not, you're not wrong. Um, because it's all about it's all about money in the end. They didn't spend a billion dollars on Galaxy's Edge, which was awesome. Um, for for nothing, they didn't spend a billion. They're not even spending that much on the Marvel land. Yeah, like, Galaxy's Edge land is very different. It's very un Disney. Like when you're in Galaxy's Edge, there's nothing Disney related. There's no Mickey Mouse. There's no you don't hear anything else except for the world of galaxy's edge which is, which is yeah it's super dude it's so cool i want to go back again um yeah so talking about our experiences watching uh you sean and i watching the original trilogy at the museum there that was the like the beginning seeds the birth child you know that's what gave birth to saga day was uh i remember tim q was upset that he wasn't able to go with us really i thought i thought you guys had that before then Nope, nope. I don't think so. When did we see that? When did we do that? Uh, we had to be picked up and dropped off. That's all I know. <laughs> so because we didn't have Saga Day until 2006. Uh, then yeah, you're probably right then, because we were all able to drive around that. So point. we had the full saga because yeah. the saga was complete because it was the last Star Wars movie. Yeah, it was my mom who dropped us off for that. Yeah, we listened to John Denver on the way back. I remember. Uh, and you said you wanted, what was that song you said you wanted played at your funeral? I'm leaving on a jet plane. No, no, no. That's, uh, that, that song reminds my mom of my grandma too much. So that's. I thought you said that's what you wanted played at your funeral. And your mom said uh, she never listened to it again. Yeah, I think, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I, think, I think it's been changed. Um, I, I have to. To talk to oh, it's Eminem uh, cleaning out your closet, right? Oh no, 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 no! <laughs> it's probably going to be something like um, an amal, an amalgam, amalgamation, amalgamation. Yeah, amalgamation. See, I said that before you did. Yeah. I just had to find it. But uh, of pro- uh, right now, if I were to die, of Disney Junior theme songs, because. I know every single song from every single Disney Junior show. Jim Mask. And it's just Word Party. It's not bad. Not bad. So that so Brian, we kind of uh 
jumped right into a conversation at the beginning of the, of the episode here. We didn't really get to ask you a couple of questions. I want to ask all of our uh, guests to the show. Sure. Uh, so first question being, what's your first Star Wars memory? How are you introduced to Star Wars? Well, that's, that's all my dad. Uh, he had the original trilogy on good old VHS and, He's like, you need to watch this. And I was like, okay, Dad. VHS, VHS, you, you, no, no Betamax or Laserdisc. You just went straight to the new technology. Well, I'm a little older like kind of millennial. Laserdiscs were still a thing of the future. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and no, basically failed. just watched it in the living room of my house. And I don't even know, I was really young, but it was amazing. You know, I was really young kid just sitting there in awe and I was just blown away. Then he tried that with Star Trek too and I was like, get get this out of my face. <laughs> Not a fan. But Star Wars, yeah, that stuck. It was awesome. So who's your favorite Star Wars character? Mm. Oh, one that's not even in the <laughs> the movies. Uh, everyone's favorite chess. Mithranu Roto or whatever. I love him, man. He's amazing. Oh, he's amazing. And, and what's great about him is like, he's not even like, he's what the grand admiral of the freaking fleet. And he's really not, he's not a bad guy. He's not even really like down to fight for the empire unless he believes in what the end like he's questioning good old Pelpy about what his intentions were with the Death Star. Who do, who questions the Emperor? Thrawn does. And I don't know. He's just he studies art of all these alien species that he's going to fight, and that's how he like gets to know his enemies is through art, and he uses that against them. It's amazing. Yeah, he's deep. He's deep, and definitely a lot better character in the books, like we talked about before. Oh, yeah. And he's probably the only, like, imperial officer that people will be willing to follow, not out of fear, just out of, you know, out of respect. And, like, he doesn't yeah. use fear to get his people to do what he wants them to do. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the real-life scenario of the uh, Russian nuclear submarine when their systems were going crazy and they thought nukes were coming in. and. Uh, it was one guy who stopped the who stopped the Russians from firing the nukes. He was like, "This can't be real. This can't be real." You know what I mean? And, yeah. But had he followed protocol orders, um, he should have launched back. Yeah, that's probably wouldn't be here today. Nope, wouldn't we? Wouldn't we? Would not be here at all. Just be like <laughs> the Terminator. Oh, well, so. Casey, has your this was uh, one of our new segments, Casey, that we started was uh, their questions, our answers, where I steal questions from around the web, other podcasts, and just from message boards. And one of them was, uh, have your favorite characters changed since you've grown up? I mean, they might have slightly shifted. I wouldn't say changed. I still, uh, I still kind of man, Han Solo is still my dude. I love Han Solo. I uh I can't I can't shake it. Can't but um, but uh but 
I, I remember saying when the trailer to The Force Awakens came out, I, I remember talking to you, especially. I was like, this Poe guy, they're positioning him to be a Han Solo type character. I don't like him. And then I saw the movie and I was like, okay, Poe. Poe's pretty dope. I like Poe. <laughs> I uh, I really I really did like the Force Awakens version of Poe, um, the Last Jedi version, uh, a little. But um, I'm hoping that there's there's a little bit more to Poe that we have yet to see. He uh, he clearly has balls. Um, but I I mean I don't think that they've changed. I just think they 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 might have shifted and kind of grown a little bit. But I still I mean Obi Wan, still still my boy. Especially reading the the fan fiction that I told you about that I I sent you a link to recently. Sands of time, yeah. Sands of time. It's it's like 133 pages if you were to print it out on a printer, which I did, uh, like 10 years ago. Oh yeah. But um, no, it was probably like 14 years ago. But it's such a good fan fiction, and it made you appreciate Obi Wan a little bit more, Uh, especially when you think of Obi Wan as Ewan McGregor, which I can't even see Alec Guinness anymore. I'm sorry. I don't, when I think of Obi Wan, I think of Ewan. Blasphemy. No, well, how's it blasphemy if Alec Guinness hated Star Wars? I'm just being facetious. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so so who's your favorite then? If you had to choose between Obi Wan or Han Solo, if one of them was going to be permanently erased from Star Wars. J.J. Abrams' shimmering figure appears before you. <laughs> so are we talking about who's going to affect the universe the most or who I like the most? Yes. Yes. That's, you, you said yes to both of those questions. B-O-F-F. Say it with me. Both. Both. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> whatever. Whatever you're... However, you choose to answer that. Like, it, there's no way. There's no way because if, if it's about who affects the universe, both Obi Wan and Han Solo led to the destruction of the first Death Star, and Han Solo was there for the second one. He also helped train Luke with Yoda. Blah blah blah. So you can't like those two characters, man. If we if we do like some sort of celebrity death match against them and and ask me who I would want to win, oh dear. Um, Because we haven't seen a version of Obi Wan in film Uh-oh. since *Revenge of the Sith*, old then, and, really, and I really, really liked what Harrison Ford did with Han Solo in *The Force Awakens*. This might change if we don't get if we don't if we get an Obi Wan movie. This might change again, but I really, really like Han Solo as a character, Oof. and that's my answer. Brian, what what would you who would you choose between Obi Wan Kenobi? And Han Solo. Uh, you know, as in a death match, your favorite character. <laughs> death <laughs> match. You're gonna wipe the slate clean from one of them. If you were gonna go back and and uh, stop stop one of their parents from getting it on, you know, whoever uh, Han Solo's parents were there on Corellia or uh, Ben Kenobi's parents, Obi Wan Kenobi's parents there on Old Stujan. Uh, I think. Uh, in my opinion, which is usually wrong, right. I think that uh, 
I think Han Solo's just got a more interesting story arc. It's just a more interesting character. And let's be for real, if they were going to fight each other to the death, Obi-Wan wouldn't kill anyone just because. Han would do it just because. So, I mean, you guys... You know. It's not even so, and like, and like, if you want to get more broad about it, because um, I like the fact that Brian kind of agreed with me, there. but uh, I love Obi Wan. He's he's literally my my probably my second favorite. Yeah, no, he's a great guy, great character. But uh, if like uh, he was trained by Qui Gon, right? That's why Obi Wan was the way that he was. I think that Qui Gon would have found another worthy apprentice Ooh. Um, that could have filled. The shoes. Ooh. Huh. So, I think Obi Wan was lucky to be chosen. If you look at this, this is, these are not canon. This is legends, right? The the the, the apprentice, Jedi apprentice books, right? Where it goes into how he found Obi Wan on this like slave mining planet. Obi Wan was too young. It was like his last chance in the arena, and I think he failed in the arena. But Qui Gon saw something. Uh, well, yeah, Qui Gon. Obi-Wan was in the, according to the old canon, Obi-Wan was in the temple. He had reached the age where he needed to be taken by a master. Otherwise, he was going to. uh, They were going to send him off to the Agri-Corps. So he was going to be like, I don't know, the Peace Corps for Jedi. It was basically slaves, though, if you read those Jedi Apprentice books. They were not treated very well. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think they were treated like crap. There was still the the Jedi, and they still had some some sense of morals. That, they that's all the people too, but um, they occasionally had tournaments and stuff like that, or like uh, these these weird sort of events where sometimes Jedi would be there mm-hmm. and almost have a scout. Well, that's what it was. Yeah, but he he uh, yeah he didn't impress Qui Gon. He failed to impress him. Yeah time was up his age limit was reached so they sent him off to this and they just so happened to be going to the same planet but so you're saying it's not so much that obi-wan's important it's that he was almost a vessel for qui-gon's will well i think qui-gon changed qui-gon was a very different jedi we've had a conversation about this before he's a very different jedi than the jedi at the time obi-wan even mentions it you know if you just listen to it like you would be on the council you know what i mean Brian, have you read Jedi uh, Master and Apprentice yet? Uh, that one's still on the queue. Oof. Casey, listen. Casey, my friend. You need to listen to Dooku Jedi Lost. And the three of us, and if we get Sean to listen to it too, the four of us, but I want to have a roundtable discussion on Dooku, Dooku Jedi Lost. And then directly afterwards, go right into Jedi Master and Apprentice because they tie right in together. So much of what you're saying, um, they've they've kept flavors of the old canon that you're talking about right there between Qui Gon and Obi Wan, and just everything they reveal about Dooku's backstory. There's so much stuff I want to dive into with you guys. But, All right. Yeah, I'll. Uh... I'll do maybe like uh, maybe I'll get it and as I'm like laying down in bed, start listening to it for like thirty minutes every night. Do it. Do it. Do it. Uh. <laughs> um, the one thing that I will say today was the first day where you can go to Galaxy's Edge without a reservation. 
How was it? I didn't go, but um, I was a madhouse. Well, I was expecting Disneyland to be super packed. Um, but but before we get into that, apparently nowadays, for those of you who care or who are listening, um, all four of you, um, <laughs> there's a so there's on on the Disneyland app. You have to get into Galaxy's Edge. You can join a virtual queue to be able to be allowed in because they're expecting a lot of people, right? Or once you get into the park, you go to a certain section and you get what's called a boarding pass to go into Galaxy's Edge at a certain time of the day. But um, I saw pictures of Disneyland today and Main Street normally flooded with people, right? Because it's like the main drag. There's usually thousands of people on that street. It was basically empty. Everyone avoided Disneyland today because they thought that it was going to be packed with Galaxy's Edge. The one day you should have won. Exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. Exactly. Not tomorrow. Everybody's going to be like, oh, nobody's there. Let's go. Yep. Made a huge mistake. You see, what's stupid, too, is that they changed the uh, annual passes because my wife and I, we have the deluxe passes, which uh, for both of us, it was it was like 780 bucks for both of us. No, for one, for one of us. So it was over 1500 bucks for both of us to have the deluxe pass per year. And up until June, when June started, um, I could go pretty much any weekday, any weekend, except for maybe small few-day blocks during major holidays like Thanksgiving or Christmas. But then once Galaxy's Edge opened, zero days in Disneyland in June, zero days in Disneyland in July. But I can go to California Adventure. I just can't go to Disneyland because that's where Galaxy's Edge is. But... um. I think prices are going up yet again. And uh, in order for me to be able to go into Disneyland, I think I, ha- I think I would have to end up spending for one ticket almost 1200 bucks. So 2400 for Carla and I to go pretty much whenever we want to go at the beginning. Uh, yeah, one last thing I wanted to bring up. Casey, you remember what our, how our conversation shifted at the end of last week's episode? We were talking about uh, Star Wars, like Renaissance type festival. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went on to good old Reddit and went looking, and turns out there have been a handful of Star Wars LARPing events. So now this is how I, I guess I've heard of LARPing before. First of all, I'm going to stop you. Don't say LARP. Just, just say live action role playing. It sounds a little bit less cringy than LARPing. Really? Maybe that's why I've never heard of I, I like I saw LARP and I was like, what? what? Because essentially, you remember even a few episodes ago we were trying to remember what we called it when we essentially did live action role play. Does LARPing have a bad connotation? Brian, does LARPing have a bad connotation to it? You cringe when you hear LARP? Oh it's considered nerdy, I guess. I don't know. I don't do it. But, like, if you talk to other people about it, they're like, what the hell are you, LARP? You mean, like, dress up and play wizard? Yes. I don't know. I, Basically. And, and I think Josh, it's pretty damn cool, but. No, it is cool, but, Josh, I see, I see you have a YouTube thing open. Go to that YouTube section. And uh, this is the my first introduction to LARPing. Type in LARP Lightning Bolt. <laughs> that was the very first thing that I saw, and it. It's, it's cringy. 
So that was the first, uh, even though we used to do it before that, and there's actually been movies about it. There was a movie with uh, Peter Dinklage, and I think, I don't think. Role Models has LARP in it. Really? Yeah, it does. It was Peter Dinklage, and the, there was a guy who was in the, who played opposite of Martin Lawrence in National Security. He was in it too. It was like a live action role play thing, event that they went to, but. Knights of Badassery. That yeah, was yeah, but it ended up becoming real. Yes, that movie was awesome. By the way, I, I enjoyed it. I really did. But that 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 video right there is why LARPing has a bad uh, connotation to it because that's a video that went viral mm. over a decade. Well, I mean, as far as I can tell, can you guys still see what I'm sharing here? Yeah. Yep. So I found this Galaxy Awaits LARP Rise of an Empire. This is in Seattle. Um, I guess it's been going on for several years. And that's essentially what it is. They have the, the storyline here is uh, it takes place five years after Star Wars Revenge of the Sith, where the Jedi are hunted and are in hiding. The Empire is tightening its grip on the galaxy and the rebellion is on the rise. And there's a pretty uh, legit rule book here. They they got all kinds of. They break down the different species that you can be, the different uh, uh, factions that you can be part of. I'm trying to find the. Uh, here we go. Rules. Open Google Docs. But yeah, I mean, there's tons of rules here, and they use, essentially, like. Uh, Nerf guns and foam swords and stuff. But, yeah, so, Casey, do you ever see yourself LARPing or live action role playing in a large scale environment? I'm not against it, to be honest. It sounds like a good time, especially with alcohol involved. <laughs> Brian, what about yourself? I mean, if, if I get technical, I kind of do when I go and play airsoft I'm essentially pretending to be a soldier and I'm getting my ass shot up well all of me shot up that came out a little weird Uh, but no it's it's essentially what I do already when I go and play airsoft and I have a blast it hurts a lot but it's fun you're playing call of duty or counter-strike in real life right and I mean star wars is awesome to me I would I mean I just put on some Revan and light up my sword <laughs> and just start slashing some peeps. That'd be yeah. fun. I mean, it does sound fun. Seattle, how, let me see how far away Seattle is. Seattle's close for you. Oh, I wouldn't say close, my friend. It takes me five and a half to six hours just to drive to San Francisco. Well, if you if you head east and then go north. I just have to head north. Uh, directions to Seattle. It says driving. Uh, hold on. Yes. Well, 
I mean, this is, I mean, so for, right, me, to, for me to drive to Seattle, dude, is 17 and a half hours. This like, is, uh, I don't understand how long California is. Like from Los Angeles to Seattle, it's almost 1,200 miles. Yeah, so this is all unofficial, it says. But they've been doing this for several years. They're charging people to do it. So it must be set up kind of like how you were talking about, Casey. Uh, some sort of a non-profit or... Yeah, I think that's the only way to make it really work, I think. Otherwise, you get sued. You know, So it's got to be a group of people who are doing it for... This looks pretty well organized. Yeah, I'm not mad about it. It says 19 people are registered. How exciting. Well, for this, for whatever this one was, I was, uh, I found, when I found it on Reddit, it said that the one that the guy was at, it was like, um, he guessed that there was like 70 people or more there uh, that he could see. Which yeah, is you huge. See, like, when you think about the 70 people, like what... <laughs> what do you imagine? You know what I mean? Uh, I would expect something for like something like this. I would expect. Uh, exactly. Lightning bolt! Lightning bolt! Yep, that's what I expect. And that poor guy. <laughs> lit up, man. <laughs> There's going to be a sheave in one of these videos. <laughs> Lightning bolt. And that tab right there. Go back to that tab. No, the other one. You see, you see the disappointment in Mark Hamill's face? <laughs> oh, again. Then he's like, what has this become? I sure hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, I mean, but I think it has not necessarily this in particular, and I'm not saying let's all jump on a plane or drive out to, uh, uh, Seattle, but more hey, of what I was saying we, was, if we, get bigger, if we get bigger, dude, I would go. Yeah. Hey, we can go, we can advertise it. We can do, but I'm saying even like, let's put something together. There's been other, I guess there was a huge one in Sweden back like, uh, New are cheap. 17 New years ago. Where there were hundreds and hundreds of people that went to the, this live action role playing event in Sweden that was Star Wars. You guys need to set one up and have it be the weekend of the whole celebration. Is what you need to do. That's what I'm saying. You, uh, you. What are these people here charging? They're charging new dollars, forty dollars until October. Returning player, forty dollars. I mean, if we're charging 25, 30 bucks, there were 65,000 plus people they just released um, at Celebration in Chicago, which wasn't actually as much as in Orlando. Orlando was over 70,000 people. Yeah, the Anaheim tickets, from what I saw, were 70,000, and they sold out pretty much immediately. Friday, Friday, Saturday, four days, and VIPs are also yeah, within a couple hours, uh, we didn't even touch on that today. But uh, yeah, the couple days ago when the celebration tickets went on sale, within a couple of, well, within minutes, the Jedi Master Pass is sold out. Within like two out, two and a half, three hours, the four day pass is sold out. The next day, 
what VIP passes. When when Carla got into the queue, they were still available. What? Really? She told yeah. me they were gone. Well, no, they were available, and then she looked over at me and she was talking to me for a minute. She's like, "Should we do it? Should we do it?" Blah blah blah. And I was like, "See if they're available." And this was like, this was like a two in the two minutes we had that conversation, they were still there. But we can still access them. If she would have just went to it, because she has all my credit card info on her phone, maybe that's a bad thing. But um, you should have just been like, "Poop, poop, poop." Five gen MS. Yeah, Six. But, like I eventually said, I eventually said I was like, I, like if my buddies go and they don't have VIP passes, I don't like I don't want to be the one that has it. You know what I mean? Eh. Well, that's why you would have bought them for us. I, I, actually, from what I've seen them sell for, I probably would have been one of those guys. You probably you, what you should have done was bought it, and then sold it and paid for everybody to go to celebration. Yeah, I probably could. I could have, dude. Like it was, it was insane. Like, it, well, what's even crazier is how crazy the queue got because Carla, like, we were up, we had the alarm set, and we got, we were in Vegas on vacation for our honeymoon, not honeymoon, but our anniversary, right? Uh, I guess it's kind of, it's kind of a good thing to say, honeymoon. Right? Sure. Love you, Carla. Um, but uh, she, yeah, she joined the queue as soon as. And I joined the queue maybe 10 to 15 seconds afterwards. And she got in after like three or four minutes. So she, she could have definitely got the Jedi. If she would have just like went through it, boom, 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 boom. If we had talked about it beforehand, she could have gotten it. But um, I didn't get in until maybe like 40 minutes later. Yeah, same with me. When we were all talking in chat, I didn't get into like, I think I, did I get in before you? Maybe like five minutes, yeah. But then Sean didn't get in for a while after that. And 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 like I said, I joined the queue 15 seconds after my wife did. So happy, though, because I was at – so classic roach luck. I uh, got up. I did some stuff around the house. I did a couple of uh, – I did some stops and stuff on my route leading up to uh, going to my in-law's house. Then stopped there for a break right around noon because I knew the tickets were going on sale. Stopped there, connected to their Wi-Fi, right at noon, got in the queue. I was in there for like 45 minutes. So I'm hanging out at my in-law's house for 45 minutes. Well, right when I got in the queue, um, my mother-in-law turned on their air conditioner, kicked the breaker, turned off the Wi-Fi. So basically kicked me out of the queue disconnect me totally yeah that's uh that is definition of roach luck right there <laughs> never saw it coming but i'm i'm really happy that i stuck with it because after i was there for a while <laughs> waiting and waiting and waiting in the queue talking to you guys i was about to just be like you know what i'll just i'll just get them later i'll just get them when i'm done working tonight yeah nope. had i done that because it was, what, a few hours later? Less than two hours. They, all the four-day passes were gone. Yeah, because uh, I, was, I was on the phone with Tim Q. And Tim Q and, uh, and Kiri were driving to Tucson or something. They're out in the middle of the desert. He said he didn't have really the greatest – he didn't have the greatest signal, period. He couldn't really get on. He was saying, yeah, I think I want to go. I think I want to go. And But he's like, I'm not sure. 
So I was starting to get Sean, who was still in there. I was like, Sean, buy Tim Q a ticket. Buy him a ticket. Get him a four-day pass while you're in there. He's like, no, I'm not going to do it unless I have 100% guarantee he's going to pay me for it. So as soon as I get Tim Q to say, like, yeah, for sure, I'll do it. I'll pay you. Uh, message Sean. He's already out. And then, like, minutes later, they're sold out. Yeah. So old Tim Q ended up buying – I ended up buying it for him, and then he paid me back the next day um, for single-day passes. So it cost him, like, $125 more than the rest of us. You see, I think that it would have been smarter. Like, I told – because I, I took a nap afterwards. And I remember reading the chat. You would like tell Casey to buy it, and she was like, "He's sleeping," and you're like, "Rouse the man." <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, like uh, I I had said I was because all these people are buying it, right? There's gonna be thousands and thousands of people who can't go, so I have to just watch the link for light exchange. You end up paying the same price. Yeah, but yeah. that's what I said to Carly. You're going to end up paying the same amount of markup anyway. I mean, look, think of how much poor Brian's going to end up paying because he's he's going to come with us now. Well, no, I mean, not even or, that. You're going to end up paying the same price as I think it was for the most part. It's a seller who's going to lose out on like 50 bucks. But if they can't go, they'd probably rather get 150 bucks back. Uh, like, I don't think so. I think people are making a profit yeah. off of it. Well, yeah, because look at eBay. Yeah. Like the light exchange, like the official exchange, they don't allow you to market it. Right. Well, okay. If you go officially, officially, yeah, then no. But right, which is why you have to. Uh, which is why as soon as the link goes live, which isn't going to be for several months, there's going to be several thousand people who are not going. Right. Hmm. Bought tickets, hoping that they would go, but they sell tickets like at least just like weeks. us. Why didn't they have a light exchange for us? Because we bought tickets the day after Star Wars Celebration 2015 for Europe. And then, actually, this year, right around the time of uh, Celebration Chicago, um, somebody tried to buy the tickets um, from the my eBay post for the Europe tickets two years beforehand. They were like, oh, let me buy these. Okay. They sent me the request or whatever, and I was like, I could have just accepted it. I was like, uh, you realize this is for like two years ago. Like, oh. Sorry, but yeah, no, couldn't get anybody to buy him back then. I didn't even try. I just wrote it off, dude. Four hundred bucks, just gone. Oh. And uh, we were—I mean, we were—we were considering going. Uh, what's that the year? Like, but well, that was the year we got married, and we were gonna go to London for like a, we were gonna go to Europe for a honeymoon. But there was like a bunch of well, yeah. And then Hannah was pregnant, and ended up getting pregnant. Yeah. I fell in love with this beautiful bald man back here in Michigan, Brian. Mm -hmm. No, that was actually years, years beforehand. Years. But yeah, I think that, uh, so once again, Casey, the ball is in your court. You are our producer and uh, you make, you're, you're the Hollywood guy, man. Mm. So if anyone's going to figure out how to throw together a large scale, huge, uh, live action role playing, and it doesn't even have to be as much that. Like that can be a part of it. Like Brian, when Brian listened to the episode last week, he messaged me. He's like, "Man, that'd be sweet." Then have like a a, a LARPing or live action role playing uh, event at the end to like to cap it all off. But even if it's just like a Renaissance festival fair kind of thing, everybody walks around. Everybody has their own little, you know, people have their own little trinkets and stuff to trade and 
little show of imperial might you got the saber guild over here doing their like you know like even at uh, celebration the saber guild comes they put on fights and shows choreographed things yeah i mean like it would be interesting i just uh, I, I just think that would be too expensive to do in la um although that all the people are here right i just i don't know i guess i have to talk to a lawyer like what the legal aspects are of throwing something around the time like like uh like the bash right you know what i mean right um to, to cover all the because like who can afford to go like 30 grand in debt if nobody goes you, know what I mean? you can you make that california money <laughs> nope <laughs> I make california money but i'm i am not wealthy dude like like just my 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 rent is almost nineteen hundred a bucks nineteen hundred bucks a month now, just for rent. That's how we know you're wealthy, man. If you can afford to pay that, doesn't include car payment, electricity, uh, internet, TV. Doesn't include any of that stuff. You're gonna rip that. Yeah, I'm probably paying three <laughs> grand a month in bills. You should move back to Michigan, man. Move back to Michigan. Way lower cost of living. Much lower. Hollywood scene's just as sweet. I mean, yeah, yeah. Right, but I mean, the the food is better out here. Well, you're bringing the food bag with you. There's, well, yeah. If a bunch of food trucks, anyways, just if 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 that happens, the uh, Disneyland is right here for for our kiddos. You're already black blocked out of half the dates of the year now, anyway, man. It's just gonna get worse. Um, Have you not been to Michigan's Adventure? Boom. Yeah, but it's it's mostly about my kids. Binder Park Zoo. A boom. The Boo Zoo. Yeah. California got nothing on the zoo boo. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, man. It's tough. It's tough. (laughs) I I mean, you got family out there in California. We can, uh, you know, you can always still hop out there and see them and visit. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but you don't want to spoil the child. You don't want to take her to Disney all the time. Oh, yeah. We take her. We 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 probably go to Disney once or twice a month. Yeah. Well, she's desensitized. Yeah. She doesn't even care anymore. No oh no, she doesn't. Don't worry about it. We get in the car. Some for you now. Sometimes we'll get in the car just to go just to go somewhere and she'll be Disney. It's like Grace whenever we get in the car now. French fry, Donalds, <laughs> Papa, shopping. <laughs> they Hannah's parents my, my in-laws have uh, now they went out and got Grace her own little plastic shopping cart that she fills up when she's shopping with them and then they buy oh, yeah. stuff and then she brings it all back to my house and clutters my house yeah I, I uh, we have a shopping cart as well but it's just a toy at the moment so you're just but, um, grandparents yeah, no, like I, I tried uh I tried cleaning today. Like I cleaned up the living room, tidied everything up. Thirty minutes later it was back to where it was. And uh Carla got home and I was like, I I tried. <laughs> I did my best. But uh with that guys, any uh parting shout outs? Um Brian, you wanna tell people where they can uh they can find you? Um find your rantings or, or... I, don't, I don't need people following me around. Jesus. But leave them alone. He's bald, he's beautiful, and he is better off by himself. Yeah, I fly solo. 
for show. I solo, not Kenobi. But no, definitely not the Kalamazoo Poo Crew. No, <laughs> that's terrible. Don't look into the Kalamazoo Poo Crew, whatever you do. Do. I have no affiliation with that stinky company. Oh, so Brian Steber and Brian Steber, not one of the same. Well, I mean, there is Junior, so no. No, forget everyone. Forget you all. Casey? I uh, remember everyone. I remember you all. All four of you. Thank you so much for listening to our rants. Uh, I have some Xbox Live friends listening. What are those right here? Listening. (laughs) Somewhere out there. All right, guys. Well, we are the Talking Sith. You can find us across all social media platforms at Talking Sith Pod. Across the universe. Across the universe. Email us your questions, your thoughts, your concerns, your LARPing storylines. Lightning bolt. Lightning bolt. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) we'll be sure to uh, hit you guys back up. Answer your guys' questions. Address your concerns. So, until next time, everybody, may that force be with you. And forces. Forces with you. Good. (laughs) Everything expressed in the podcast is the intellectual property of Talking Sith. We are not affiliated with Disney or Lucasfilm in any way. Star Wars is their property. We just like to talk about it.